The mind is a powerful place. And when you feed it, it can affect it in a powerful way. On a road right now that I can't predict, tell me, tone that down, but I can't resist. Do you remember when you or your children were younger? Remember when you would go into their room as you were putting them to sleep or remember when you were going to sleep? Remember forgetting to flip the switch for the nightlight? That one moment was the difference between the time when your kids woke you up at night or when you woke up at night scared to death from a nightmare that had happened in your dreams. Kids are naturally afraid of the dark, but sadly today, most adults have grown used to it. Do you guys realize that? That we as believers have grown used to the mind monsters that are around us. We've allowed them to exist in our life. And this weekend, we're gonna finish up a series that we started three weeks ago. This is the fourth week called Mind Monsters. And I'm just gonna beg you, encourage you that as you go home this weekend, instead of binging out on Netflix or finding something on Hulu, would you go back and watch uh, the weekends that you miss so that you can hear what God is saying to our church during this series? It has been absolutely incredible. Pastor told me the other day, he hasn't even hardly been able to keep up with the people who are responding to him about how God is moving in their lives. And if you remember, there were a lot of things that we looked at, but starting just from the beginning, do you guys remember the P-48 train? Do you guys remember? I mean, there was a guy who was here that weekend who talked, you guys remember this? He gave me a hard time. I can give it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, But the P-48 train, right, it was about our thoughts. I mean, how are you doing with your thoughts? But then the second week we talked about the mind monster of anger. And I'm gonna ask you the question, is anger and rage still chasing you? Honestly, the only thing I remember from that weekend was an email address. It was called myterriblepastor at faithpromise.org. You guys, if you were here, go back and watch it. But again, pastor told all of you who are frustrated to contact me, but it was just a picture that we all live with some anger, some rage below the surface, be it intentional or be it something that we're passive about. And then last weekend, we thought about, are we fearful or are we hopeful? What defines your life? How do you live? Do you live as though you're fearful or do you live as though you're hopeful? And we all are making choices about those things every day of our life. So what are mind monsters? Mind monsters are emotions that have moved from under our beds to inside of our heads. That's how we defined it. And pastor used uh, the first weekend, this passage of scripture in Philippians chapter four, that would really set the stage. It's the theme verse or even the theme book uh, for what we're trying to get across in our message. And the verse says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, uh, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is anything of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, then dwell on, or as I'm gonna, I want you to see this weekend, plug into these things. 
But before we jump in, let's pray together and just invite God to be with us. Father, this weekend, across all of our campuses, we pray that you would move. We each, God, this week have lived with mind monsters, moments where we recognize that we've traded the truth of what you want for our life uh, to a lie. And God, right now we confess that to you. We ask you to help us open our eyes and our heart, our minds, so that we can accomplish exactly what it is that you desire for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, I wanna welcome all of our campuses this weekend, and we are so glad that you're with us. Uh, last week, I had the opportunity to worship at our Farragut campus and to let uh, that campus know that Pastor Dar uh, Darren Daniel and Sarah Warren are going to be our new campus pastors there. It's gonna be amazing. Give it up for them. And then uh, in two weeks, we actually open our new Anderson campus and we're believing that God's gonna send a thousand people uh, that weekend. It's gonna be amazing, uh, all that God's doing uh, through our campus there at Anderson, but always we wanna welcome uh, the men who are worshiping at our God Behind Bars locations. Would you give it up for them as they are trying to follow after God? We love you guys so much. We believe in you. We are grateful that we get to minister to you guys and with you guys in all that God wants for our church. And last weekend, Pastor mentioned that we're in the process of actually voting on something. And uh, many of you really don't care about that. And I understand that uh, for some of you that doesn't matter, uh, but we need your help. We are working to change one word in our charter, but it actually requires that 75% of our active core membership vote for it. And you may think, well, what does that mean and how does that impact me? Well, if you've received a text, if you've received an email, uh, if you have uh, received a packet in the mail from Pastor Chris, uh, we had two weeks of informational meetings. We need you uh, to vote this weekend. If you're one of those people, if you have a core coin, we need you to go out at your campus and cast a vote. And here's the thing, not voting in this is actually voting. If you say, I don't care, I'm not gonna vote, you're voting no. And the reason you're voting no is because we actually have to have 75% of our core membership vote for. Right now, 836 people have voted for it. 10 people have voted against it. So we actually still need about 250 or 300 more people to vote. The good news is uh, there's still almost 800, 900 people who haven't voted. And so uh, we need you to do that this weekend at your campus. Our team is there to help you. Go to your information area. I would really appreciate if we finish this. Pastor said he didn't believe that I could get this finished with the core membership. Core, can we rally around this this weekend and get it done? Come on, you guys gotta help me out. All right, let's jump in and, uh, and be real. Can we be real this weekend, Faith Promise? That's who we are, right? Who wants to experience joy? Come on, tell me who it is. Who wants to experience joy? Yeah, we all do, right? We can get it like, yes, I want joy. Now, don't put your hand up on this next question. Do you truly experience joy in your life today? Did you feel that? Because everyone was like, yeah, I want joy. 
But then when I said, do you experience joy right now? Do you enjoy your life? Everybody's like, well, you don't understand. You know, my life is complicated. My marriage is kind of a mess and I can't be happy if my husband or my wife did this and my kids, they're not making good grades and that always keeps me, or, or some of you are students at our campus and you're like, you don't know who my parents are. Like, how could I experience joy in my life? And I want you to hold on to that thought because we're gonna come back to it later. But here's the truth. When we follow the feeling, we have access to power over all of our emotions, all of them. The Holy Spirit offers us a little light, like I used earlier for times of darkness, when mind monsters are lurking, right? They're under our beds or in our heads or, or they're in the closets of our heart. When they're out there lurking, the Holy Spirit provides a light for us. Now, you may say, Josh, I've tried. I've tried to make my marriage better. I've tried to make my kids better. Uh, you know, and don't tell your spouse if you've thought that. Please don't, right? I've tried. I can't create it. I can't generate joy in my life. You're exactly right. You can't. The Holy Spirit is the generator for joy. You're not supposed to generate it. You're supposed to plug into it. God's not looking for you to create joy. He's looking to be your joy as you connect to him. And Paul reminds us of what is available when we connect to the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter five and verse 22 and 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. If you connect, right, there's joy, there's peace, there's patience, there's kindness, there's goodness, there's faithfulness, there's self-control. Against such things, he says, there is no law. Now, let me ask you a hard question. Does that sound like what you're plugged into? Actually, let me take it a step further. If I were to show up at your house after the weekend this weekend and, and do a survey of your family and say, hey, is this what's happening at your house? Would most people say, yes, that's what we're experiencing? Or would most people say, no, we're not, we're not seeing any of that. So let's be real. Would you guys agree that most of us need a little bit more light in our days or in our weeks? Is anybody out there, do you need more joy in your life? Wouldn't you agree? Man, we need joy. And here's what's amazing. Joy brings a little light into the darkness. Joy brings a little light into the darkness. So, so why don't we lead lives that we enjoy every day? Like, why aren't we experiencing that? Well, I think the reality is that probably many of us aren't plugging into we're not following the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not following the filling. And we've forgotten to flip the switch, right? If, uh, we've forgotten to plug in. And actually, what most of us are doing is something very different. Most of us are actually passively allowing our circumstances to dictate the joy that we experience in our life, right? So if I have a good day, I come home and I'm happy with the family. If I have a bad day, I come home and I'm not happy with the family. If I have a good day in my marriage, it's great. If I have a bad day in my marriage, it's not great. And we're passively being led by our feelings and our circumstances instead of being actively led by the Holy Spirit of God, right? We say it this year, right? Where the Spirit leads, Come on, you can do better than that. Where the Spirit leads, 
so why don't we follow him? Why don't we follow him? Well, listen to this. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And see, most of us are responding to what's happening around us, right? We're, 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 we're actually responding in a negative way, but, but it's really, life is not about that. You see, circumstances don't have to affect your relationship with God. Do you understand that? The reality of it is, is that we can daily pursue God no matter what has happened around us, no matter how things went this week. I get the choice every day to follow God and to do what he has called me to do, to pursue a relationship with him. I love this quote that that Robert Louis Stevenson said. He said, make the most of the best and the least of the worst. You see, you have a choice to make the most of the best. You have a choice to make the least of the worst. But the reality of it is we all have a choice. We all have a choice. But we can switch on joy in our circumstances. Have you guys ever noticed that a nightlight doesn't light up the whole room? When I was holding the light, did you guys realize like the, the, the light didn't light up the entire room? I was walking out and I was telling the team, uh, they said, why don't you walk while you're talking? And the light is so bright and the room is so dark, I would have walked off the edge of the stage. You see, the light doesn't light up the whole room. It just gets you through the darkest part of the night. When you're at home and and you have a nightlight on, the the nightlight helps you get through the darkest part of the night, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. You plugging into the Spirit of God is about you walking with God and being able to get over the things, get through the things that are happening in your life. Jesus once was talking to his disciples in John chapter 16, and as they're there, and, and you can imagine that they spent a lot of time together, and it was just like a small group. They're sitting there And Jesus realizes that he has to tell the disciples something that they're not getting. How bad must it be to be able to sit there? No, they're not getting it. And Jesus begins to give them a promise of something that was gonna happen after his death and resurrection. But he's talking to them, and as as he's talking to the disciples, it was the first time that they understood that Jesus was actually not going to set up this earthly kingdom and reign over everything and kick Rome out and like establish this is who I am. He was actually telling them, I'm gonna die. And after I die, I'm gonna be resurrected and it's gonna be a really, really difficult time. And I just imagine he's looking at them and he sees the look on their face. I mean, imagine if you're sitting with your best friend and they look at you and say, I'm gonna die. And he says in John 16, 22, therefore, if you, uh, therefore, if you have to grieve, therefore you have to grieve now, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. You see, joy is our reminder that darkness is temporary. Joy is our reminder that darkness 
is temporary. You see, joy won't make the darkness go away. It won't make your circumstances go away. Joy is simply the reminder that the light is coming back. Jesus is telling his, his disciples at one point, right, that he is the light of the world. You are not going to live in the darkness that you are experiencing forever. It's just for a night. It is just for a moment. God is going to do a work in your life and bring you through. But here's the struggle we face. Mind monsters, they thrive in darkness because mind monsters draw power from darkness. You see, for most of us, we don't tell people what's going on inside of us, right? Because we believe there's nothing going inside of them and so we keep this darkness. And then we plug into things that aren't maybe always best for us. Like, you know, how much time do you spend plugging into social media? It's not bad. There's nothing really wrong with social media, but do you know if you're plugging into social media over plugging into the Holy Spirit, the more you plug into the social media over the Holy Spirit, it'll impact the way you view your life. If you're plugging into the stock market, more than you're plugging into the Bible reading plan, you're gonna believe that you don't have enough to make it in the future. And God says he'll provide everything that you need in the future, right? You see, it depends on what you plug into. And some of you, you even have a more difficult thing. You're plugged into people that are bringing you down. I mean, have you been around someone who's miserable all the time? How do you have joy with that? You know, some of it's your family member. Some of it's your spouse. Don't nudge anyone, right? And in reality, we need groups of people around us. Right now, at all of our campuses, we're starting 120 groups next weekend so that people can have a place to go and experience a group where their life can be transformed, where people can support them, where they can be cared for. There's never been a better time at Faith Promise. Man, grab your free t-shirt, grab your free pair of sunglasses that we're giving out at the campuses, and then get in group for the next month and find a group of people who can help you overcome the mind monsters that are plaguing you. See, we gotta flip the switch, promisers. Do you realize this is a crazy statistic? In 2017, there were twice as many suicides in our country then there were homicides. Mind, listen to this, mind monsters are mass murdering people every day. Every day. And we believe as Christians, oh, I don't need to look under my bed. There's nothing there. But if we leave room for darkness in our life, right? If, if we leave room for mind monsters, they will wreak havoc in our marriage, in our family, in our relationships. They will wreak havoc in our life because switching off this spirit-filled joy invites darkness and mind monsters to move in. Where you allow darkness, Satan will inhabit because the Bible says that God isn't dark. He's light. There's no darkness in him. So if there's darkness, Satan is going to take as much ground as he can. But if you're following the filling and living a life full of joy, you are actually saying, I don't have a place for mind monsters to take residence in my life anymore. You know, most of us believe that the Bible presents this uh, fairy tale story. And it actually really doesn't 
Imagine in scripture, Jesus himself, as he looks ahead, he's talking to his friends and he knows that he's gonna die. He's gonna die to provide a way for other people. And, and even though he had joy, he wasn't saying everything was gonna be perfect. Even in the last moments uh, before he would go to the cross, he said, if there's any other way, God, if there's any other way. In Philippians 4.8, you can think, well, Paul, Josh, he's, he's the guy. Man, he had it all going. God had, you know, he saw God on this road and it was a bright light and it was amazing. When he penned Philippians, the book of Philippians, he was in prison waiting for his head to be cut off. You see, just because you're a Christ follower doesn't mean everything will go perfect. But just because everything doesn't go perfect doesn't mean that you can't have joy. For Kim and I have been married for 17 uh, years, a little over 17 years, and actually we've been here a little over 16 years, and so we've gotten to grow up uh, in our marriage together with all of our campuses and our, uh, our Faith Promise family, and you know, I can relate to some of the things that we've talked about in this series with Mind Monsters because early on, um, as pastor, to quote pastor, I was dumb as a stick. Any other guys out there have that same problem? Come on, this is good for your wife. Any other dumb as a stick ones out there? Yeah, exactly. You'll, you guys will be in good shape at our campuses. The rest of you, your wife will be like, hey, you were dumb as a stick. Raise your hand next time. But man, you know, we, we had a great life. We loved marriage, but I was an idiot. And Kim was amazing, and it took me a long time to figure that out. But man, four years ago, we... It was just great. Our marriage was awesome. Our family was amazing. Our kids are still incredible, but they were just becoming more incredible and more incredible in that season. And it was so weird that in January of 2017, Kim started having a cough. And some of you have never heard this full story and, and it's really crazy what happened, but she started going to the doctor and at first, the doctor, you know, was like, oh, you, it's essential oils. She was using essential oils in, your, in her classroom at school where she was teaching. And someone had given her this thing. They're like, hey, turn that thing off. So all you essential oils people, get that. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. So they were, and, they, and that wasn't it. She kept coughing. And then they said, oh, you've got asthma. You had asthma as a kid. We think you have asthma. And we had every inhaler known to man. And she would puff on that thing, and she would still cough. And she would puff, and she would still cough. And one day at the doctor's office, she was so frustrated. And she said, would you just do a chest x-ray? And the doctor was like, okay. And so they, they did a chest x-ray. And when the doctor came back with the results, she said, hey, there's some cloudiness in your lungs. We think you should have a CT scan. So that was scheduled and Kim went and had a CT scan and the scan got to her pulmonologist and her, that day that that happened, that afternoon, she gets a phone call. Hey, can you be here tomorrow morning at 8.30 and bring someone with you? Do you know what mind monsters grow in that moment? We weren't sitting around singing hymns going, I'm sure everything's fine. You know, let's read the Bible together. We were like, what is going on? And we go to the doctor and he looks and shows us all these things going on in Kim's lungs. And he says, hey, this is so weird, but... I actually believe 
uh, that you have a bacteria growing in your lungs that happens to a lot of people in East Tennessee. And to figure out what medicine to give you to get rid of it, we need to go in and pull out a piece of tissue of your lung and then we'll get the lab to sample it. They'll call me back. I'll call the doctor uh, the, the, um, to get a prescription and then you'll be fine. It's gonna be hard on your body to have those antibiotics, but you're gonna be fine. He said, I think there's less than a 4% chance that you have cancer. What do we walk away? 96% chance, everything's gonna be fine. She goes in, she has a procedure, they pull out a piece of her lung. He says, I'll call you back in a couple of days to let you know what we need to do next. And we thought, no problem. A couple days later, we're sitting at a gas station in Hardin Valley near our Pellissippi campus and the phone rings and we knew that it was the doctor's office and I was like, hey, answer it. And Kim answers it and, I'll, and he said, he said, hey, this is doctor. And he said, hey, how about, um, do you, is your husband with you? Could you put me on speakerphone? Well, we're in the moment. We don't think about the fact that our daughter is sitting behind us in the car. And he says, I'm so sorry to have to call and tell you this, but you have lung cancer. Have you ever felt the weight of the darkness? In that moment, we felt the weight of the darkness. We called the people that we loved. We told them what was happening. But we were connected to the Holy Spirit in a way that we had never been connected in our life. And you see, when you, what you are connected to when darkness comes, will impact the joy you experience as you walk through it. And you know what? We actually were able to walk through that and believe and still walk through it and believe that God is good, that he loves us, that he's doing a work in us and around us and that we can trust him no matter what. You see, yeah. I wish that I could tell you that you being called to ministry would mean there's, not, you don't, there's no more darkness. I wish I could tell you that there's things that you could do, there's no more darkness. There will always be darkness. In this world, the Bible says, you can trust the Bible because it tells you the truth. In this world, there's gonna be troubles. But he said, plug into me because I have overcome the world. Now, here's some steps that help me just really quickly. And I want you to see this. We've given these every week. You need to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna overcome the mind monsters first and experience joy, recognize your, circumstance, your circumstances. And here's the thing I want you to remember. Life can be hard. Hey, when life is hard, God is still good. It's okay. But the second thing is reject mind monsters control. Here's what I want you to do. Expose the darkness. God is light. He's not afraid of the darkness. It doesn't exist when he comes around. Quit trying to hide it and expose it. And then replace that with spirit-filled joy. I mean, bring the light. Just, just switch it on, man. Just, just connect 
to the Holy Spirit like you never have. And then the last thing you have to do is you have to retrain your mind to follow the filling because here's what I do. I don't know if you guys do this, but every now and then as I'm walking along, I kick the cord and it unplugs the light. Do y'all ever do that? And you gotta crawl around and you gotta find the cord and you gotta plug it back in because you gotta retrain your mind that you know what? Nothing else in life will ever be good enough. Only God has what you need. And you've got to retrain your mind to believe that. You see, I would guess this weekend that there are many of you who are walking in darkness. Some of you, you've followed Christ. You are a Christ follower. And honestly, you feel like you're in a room, you can't find the switch. The switch is there. Just plug back in. God is there with you. But for others of you, you're like, I can't find the switch. And I don't even know if I should be here. I mean, I don't even believe that God who is who he says he is. I, what would God have for me in this? And here's the great thing about our church. You're in the perfect place if you feel that way. Because this is a church filled with real people, with real problems, but we're trying to find the real light. And that's Jesus. And we know where he is, but we're not all perfect. We're not always connected to him. But one of his followers, the guy that he loves so much, James, named John, said this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness didn't comprehend it. See, this weekend, if you're a Christ follower, you serve a God that darkness can't comprehend. But if you don't follow him or you'd say, I don't know if I know him, you can know a God this weekend that's a God that your darkness can't even comprehend. He can overcome it. It'll be beyond anything you can ever imagine. And the way we do that is we pray. And it's just a way that we call out to God and ask him to meet us where we are. So our campus pastors, as they make their way up at our campuses, in this moment, each weekend, we give people a chance to say, I wanna plug into the light. I need a relationship with God. I thought I knew him, I don't, or I even never thought I needed to, but right now, I recognize I do. That's the Holy Spirit. He's asking you to plug in. As our campus pastors lead our campuses in prayer, We're gonna take a moment to do the same here. So would you bow your head, close your eyes? If you would say in this moment, I don't think I've ever trusted him. We never pray alone at Faith Promise, so you can just pray right now and say, dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned. I'm so sorry. My life is full of darkness, but I recognize you're the light. Forgive me. I wanna plug into you, I wanna be used by you. If you just prayed that prayer at this campus, if you would, would you just raise your hand? Just raise it up, just just lift it up. Our ushers are here, they're gonna place a card in your hand and that card's just gonna tell you the next steps that you can take, so anybody else? Very good, look this way, Faith Promise. You know what, no matter what it is, if you need to take a next step, there's a communication card in the seat back pocket in front of you. We wanna help you 
uh, we are so committed to you knowing God. And, and listen, uh, I hope you get it from today. Life will never be perfect, but God is. He's gonna walk with you, I promise. In the darkest moments, he's always been there and he always will be if you connect to him.